When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Freedom is Wonderful with Gio Aparigio and Marie Michelle. Gio and Marie are a husband and wife team based out of Las Vegas, Nevada. They're both composers, singers, songwriters, musicians, screenwriters, and actors. Some of the films they've been featured in you will see on Tubi TV and other devices such as The Perfect Wife where Marie played the lead role as well as It Wants Blood 2 and Alien Danger 2, which both Marie and Gio participated in as actors. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, I want to turn it over to your host, Marie Michelle and Gio Aparigio. Hey, what's going on, Tim? Marie is coming in as we speak. And she is coming in as we speak. I'm sitting here with our mascot. UTV I appreciate talent that. Um, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that from from heaven, and um, I appreciate that heaven. <laughs> Look who showed up! Hi. Hello. What's going on? Right on. Okay. So we're turning the show over so, to you guys. It's your channel. We're unleashing the beast. Tim, you know, I had, um, we had a few technical difficulties, but, you know, we, we're coming back here. We, we're, we're bouncing back. We won't let technology rule us. How about No, that? we won't. And this is like a stage play. Because in stage, as opposed to film, you have one take in stage. Yeah. So if you mess right. up on stage, you got to keep it rolling. You just mess you up. Know, and you, you can't let the audience rolling. know that's watching you that you made a mistake. You've got to just blow with the punches. But, you know, that's, and in entertainment, and man, you got to so. flow with the punches, period, because you never know what's hey. going to happen from one moment to the next. Listen, we're musicians, and so we know about improvisation all day, okay? So, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Welcome. How you doing, Marie? 
I'm good. How are you, Jay? I'm pretty good. We didn't think we were going to see you there for a minute. It's good to see Tim. Yeah, it is. And heaven. And heaven. So oh, that's actually a shot we had recently. There you go. Yeah. So that's actually from It Once Blood Part 2. And I'm actually not yeah. drunk on that picture. <laughs> uh, contrary to what, what that looks like. I, I, and that's Todd Sinofonte <laughs> with you guys on It Once Blood Part 2, God. which Todd is actually yeah. going to be releasing his own channel. Yeah. He was John Claude Van Damme's main stunt double and body double. And in the film, we had um, WWE legend Rikishi, who was my client, who that's spent right. some yeah. time in the movie opposite Gio and Marie in the movie. And then uh, yeah, Eric right. Roberts. Yeah. Tons of fun. Yeah. Eric and Eliza. Mm hmm. Yeah. So we are happy, um, ecstatic actually, to be here um, to get this podcast kicked off. Freedom is wonderful. Yes, it is. Um, we live by that creed. You know, freedom is definitely wonderful. And we should always, always remember that, never take it for granted. So I'm going to play actually the interviewer right now to get. Um, those of you who are not familiar with Marie Michelle, this is the lovely Marie Michelle. I would like to ask you, dear, how did you get started in this illustrious business? <laughs> You're hilarious. Well, um, well, as a baby, I think I was um, at a photo shoot or something like that, and um, I think the photographer told my mom that I was photogenic, ended up in uh, little small plays, community plays, pageants, stuff like that, and um, one Miss uh, Photogenic, ah. and was approached by different people in the business about acting. I uh, went to film school in New York, and uh, just stuff like that, and uh, just stuck with it. Um, just. <laughs> so you don't want to give us no that. in between. I mean, you know, well, you just went from a baby to, like, okay, I'm a baby to um, full blown acting. No in between. Music. I always, you know, wrote songs and stuff like that since I was tiny. Uh, could read early, and so I started writing songs and uh, stories and stuff like that and got good at it. I remember my um, family would gather around me and dress me up. I was always the go-to being the youngest. Oh, I got a story about baby, that. And I, they would just, I hate just, to interrupt you. Gosh. I hate to interrupt you, but you just reminded me of something very terrible that happened to me. Oh, no. What happened? I, maybe I shouldn't tell everybody this, but... When I was younger, to my advantage, I was a kid. I was very young. I'm sure you know about this, but I'm confessing. I learned, I won't say what song, but I learned the I, dance routine to one about. of Michael Jackson's. <laughs> hey, and every time we had to get together, I had to do that routine. My mom was just like, do, you know, do the, do the, do this, do the, do the Michael Jackson. That. I'm like, oh my goodness, you got to be kidding me. So I you feel know you what on I'm that. I'm talking I about. Do. I was always the one called on. They would put makeup on me and 
they didn't put my makeup. hair, you know, oh, style my hair and and give me a character. And, you know, I just felt like I was that character. So for me, I was just kind of born into it. And what character do you feel like you are today? I know you have several. Well, I think I'm a character, for goodness sake. So you're Marie Michelle today. Yeah, I'm just me. Just yeah. me today. That's it? In the morning, I don't know. No, I'm just joking. No, but seriously, I'm just me, you know, just... I, you know how I am. I like to just relax and have fun when we're, you know, when we're not creating, when we're not working on a song, when not when I'm not writing, you know, a screenplay or something creative. Um, I just like to joke around, horse around, have fun. How about letting the people know some of the projects you've been involved with recently here? Oh, Tim mentioned, I believe, it wants blood, too. Lots of fun with James Balsamo. I mean, you can't work with James and it not be, like, ridiculous James fun. James is a um, Yeah, so I got, like uh, Tim mentioned, got to work with Rikishi, who was phenomenal. He's, oh, my God, it's just this larger-than-life talent. Yeah. His presence, his laugh. Literally. His <laughs> contagious. Uh, he's, he's just amazing on set. Uh, to work with Todd Senefonte was amazing as well. Um, just real natural um but again how you know it's like natural and yet it was uh ridiculous to be able to work with todd specifically on uh, alien danger too mm. oh my gosh that was just the ultimate situation where you combine wrestling and science fiction and and just oh uh, come on nacho yeah. man nacho man seriously nacho man. James is ridiculous for that. Totally love it. So I'm a huge fan of sports. I love wrestling. Totally love uh, UFC fighting, boxing. Baseball is my heart. Uh, dig uh, like classic football and cl vintage basketball games. Ah. Um, I might watch something current every now and then. No, Can't I'll get away with you. it. But there is nothing like classic sports oh my gosh i feel the same way about film though hey you know and that brings up an interesting point because this year's nba dunk contest was garbage <laughs> so no 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 uh, i don't know tim yeah. you still there did you see it I don't know if Tim's still there, but they listen. They have signed out. Listen. On that note. I actually am. Gar I'm still here. <laughs> and, um, Tim, garbage. So, so. I think any sports today, any sports today is completely different from back in the day. Because no matter if you're talking about NFL football, Major League Baseball, hockey, the players today play for the money. They didn't play for the money back in the day. They played for the love of the sport, whatever the sport was. So if you yes, take, for example, yes. uh, my client, Fred the Hammer Williamson, who was my personal mentor in the business, right? He played in the very first Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs as a defensive back yes. in 1967. Their yes. starting salary as an NFL player back then was $12,500 a year. I can't dig it. And so now when you compare that to today's players making millions, it goes to show you that players today are not so 
involved yeah, man, with what they're doing. They're more involved in the cash. I know, man. You, you you don't you don't feel the love in the sport. Like Marie was just saying, Vince. That's why she, probably why she likes vintage sports overall over over anything that's happening now. Because when you see, you know, the dunk contest from, you know, back in the day. Oh my goodness. And you compare mm-hmm. it to what happened earlier this year. Oh my goodness. I was ashamed for him. You know, mm-hmm. I was ashamed for him. I might be, you know, what, five eight, five nine mm-hmm. on a good day, and I could have dunked better than that. And I can't dunk. But anyway. Well, you take any form of entertainment, like I was saying, you know, in um, professional wrestling, it's sports entertainment. So I was a professional wrestler for nine years, trained and certified by Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woody Man. And the wrestlers from back in the day, they made minuscule amount of money compared to what they make today. Like you guys, I had you in It Wants Blood Part 2 with Rikishi, and I had you on um, Alien Danger 2 with Barbarian and Warlord, The Powers of Pain. Those guys were main event stars in the WWE. And they didn't make maybe a third of what the wrestlers today make. So they did it for the passion, for the love, for the love of what they were doing. It had nothing to do with how much my paycheck's going to be. It's, I'm doing this because I love it. That's the major difference. That's right. And th- yeah, that's 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 all the difference is, man. That's that's why you know we we don't get the same level of entertainment anymore. But you know, I'm still hopeful. You know what I mean? Because there's always somebody born every day that can you know change. The situation. Uh-oh, there he is. There he is. What kind of stance is that, man? That's a martial arts stance, my man. That was from my first style, an Okinawan style called Shorei Goju Ryu, which was part Kempo, part Shotokan karate. And it derived from Okinawa. You bet not. And my first instructor's name was Doug Adamson. He had a teacher named Robert Trias that was the American father of karate. And Robert Trias was a GI in World War II in Okinawa. So he practiced the style over there, perfected it, brought the traditional aspect of the martial arts back to the United States, and he opened the very first commercial martial arts school up in America in Phoenix, Arizona in 1945, which is the reason he has the moniker of the American Father of Karate. That was my first instructor. See, we like to, like, hence the um, name of our show, we like to find like freedom in every aspect of life. You know what I mean? So martial arts is one interesting, interesting um, part of life because mm-hmm. there is definitely freedom in that. From what I hear, you know, don't claim to be a martial artist, but you know, I know a lot of, well, it is 1000%. It's freedom mm-hmm. of expression, of freedom. freedom of art, freedom of you know, to be your own unique individual. And so I'm going to throw it back to you guys as performers. The reason freedom is wonderful is because you guys have the freedom to be your own unique individuals. You're not having anybody dictate to you what you can do, how you can do it, what time you can do it. You have the ability as artists and performers to express your art through any way, interpretation that you want to express it. So Freedom is Wonderful is actually one of Marie Michelle's songs. And it is, that, I love that song. I love every word to that song. It's amazing. Thank you. The meaning of that song is a transitional meaning for all 
everybody in the world to know you have the ability to be free to express the self, yourself the way you want to express yourself. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, it really doesn't matter how we look. It shouldn't. Right. It, it, you're free to be, um, you know, who you were born to be. You're free to look the way you look. And that's important uh, for uh, an important message for me to get out there because uh, especially with females, you know, we grow up looking at magazine covers and types of uh, beautiful people or images that are projected at us. And, and, you know, just because we see it and they say it's beautiful, sometimes if we don't look like those images, not even remotely close, we question whether or not we have beauty, but sometimes it's not so much about the outside as much as it is about what's in you and uh, what kind of personality do you have? And uh, can you go outside with your hair straight, curly, kinky? Can you just do you? Can you? So basically the concept of freedom is wonderful is you're free to uh, be yourself and you're even more free to become your best self. There you go. And uh, with that freedom is the absence of the abuse of uh, your ability to uh, form prejudices or a prejudice against uh, a person just because of the way they look or where they come from. It's the absence of that. It's the absence of stating a negative opinion about someone just because you don't don't understand their differences. It's so basically sometimes it's it's it really this sounds like a contradiction, but you're free to hold your peace for goodness sakes. You're free to bite your tongue for a change. Mm-hmm. If it mm-hmm. means that you're not gonna spew hatred in a world that's got enough of that already. It means you're free to free to hold your peace and stand down in a world where there's enough war, enough rumors of war, enough fighting. It's just like chime chime into your inner self and find what makes you beautiful, what makes you unique. Embrace that. And if you can do that with yourself, maybe you can learn to do it with someone who's nothing like you. Maybe you can learn to find the beauty and someone halfway across the world or just across the street from you, who they're not the same skin color. They don't have the same hairstyle or texture, for goodness sakes. But we are human beings, a part of the human race. And it's important that we unite because we share this earth together. We share this space together. And rather than destroy it with violence, acts of violence, can't we just, man, make yes, some good music? Rock out. Can't we just laugh and joke? You know, it feels so much better to laugh and smile than it does to, to like have anger. Anger causes headaches and sickness in the body for goodness sakes. Got to find a way to release that martial arts is really good for teaching you how to, what to do with that anger and that aggression, how to use Mm -hmm. it in a way that can diffuse a situation rather than set the thing ablaze and then you got a forest fire burning up everything. It's not about the the freedom to be to, to set a forest fire as much as the freedom not to. It's discipline. And it's embracing self and others. And with that it, it means that that Ms. all lives matter. 
And with that, we are going to be right back with, uh, uh, what's the name of your show? Freedom is Wonderful. Freedom is Wonderful. I wanted to make sure you That's said right. it because it's your show. But we'll be right back. We have to get you that song, too. Okay. <laughs> Elm Logistics. For all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics. Pride, performance, and partnerships. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to UndertheTableHotSauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from. Created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen, under the table hot sauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. We're back with All episode right. one. Awesome. Well, freedom is All wonderful. Right. I actually have a question for you guys. Speaking about Freedom is Wonderful, how did you come to write that song? What was the idea, the origin of that song? I'll let Marie answer that. Oh my gosh. So one day um, we were at a church service, believe it or not. Southern, I don't want to say Baptist, but a non denominational church <laughs> in Texas. And Joe was invited as a, a guest musician. And after the service, um, I just had a tune in my head. It wasn't anything I heard, you know, from that. It was some type of an event. It was epic. What was it like? Six hours or something? We were there entirely too long. Oh, my gosh. I think he aged and I did Entirely didn't. too long. But anyway, um, so on the way back, I just we'll had talk this about tune Black in my later. head, and um, I was like, wow, I really like to start humming it, and all of a sudden, I was like, thank you for loving my soul, and soul had nothing to do with rhythm, like the thing, uh, like, so I watch like classic 70s films, and I, I love vintage films in general, but we'll just focus on the 70s right now. Well, there's this thing called soul, where people live a certain way, they talk a certain way, they, you know, they refer to it as jiving, or... or. Well, they used to, dear. No, I'm talking about then. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, You dig? <laughs> yeah, stuff like you dig, and like exploitation films, and um, we're like, that, that it referred to like a culture and a lifestyle amongst people of color, specifically African American people. But I had been at a church service where the soul they were referencing had more to do with the person's heart, uh, their uniqueness, yeah. 
And I remember just thinking about, wow, what a nice message about God, the creator and his love for people, you know, right out of the Bible, King James. And I'm like, well, thank you, God, for loving my soul. But I looked over at my soulmate here, Gio, and I started writing and I was hoping that he would sing the part about thank you for liking my fro, meaning Afro. But he never did do that vocal for me. So I had to sing, thank you for liking my fro. And the part about even if I don't wear makeup, it's okay. Being free is wonderful. Came from him. He's like, you never have to do your hair or your makeup to go out with me. You know, you wear a lot of styles anyway. You know, you style your hair a lot or it's styled a lot with the modeling. And, you know, with modeling, there's makeup, even if it's just light makeup. But you can be free with me. When you wake up, I think you look beautiful. I like the natural. So how about you just hop up, take a shower, you know, and go all au natural. And I just like be, be you. Be, I like you just the way you are. And That's um, not me, of course. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Thanks for that picture. Like, babe, you are so sweet. Of Antoine Tanner and my bride. Yeah, but that was from a film, The Perfect Wife. I'm just joking. It's and all there's me, new It looked like you. Naked. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, my goodness. So, um. We got to watch what pictures we send to this guy. So, look, we, we, we only had a hook. And I remember speaking with um a, a, a director, producer. And he's like, I tell you what, I want to put that on a soundtrack for this film that I'm working on. And um, I said, well, I got to finish writing the thing, for goodness sakes. I got to come up with some lyrics. And I was thinking, well, since I love, like, retro singers, well, I don't want to call them retro singers, but for me, the music was retro. It was vintage to me. Uh, Because these lovely ladies are still going strong. They're gorgeous and talented as ever. So, like, Olivia Newton-John and Diana Ross. So, like, I was like, what if I could mesh those two sounds and the 70s genre and I don't know spit something out um in modern times make it current make it my own and uh I was like I want people to be included I want everyone to feel like they're beautiful and that they're free you know obviously to be themselves and even more free to become the best version or a better version of themselves, right? So I was like, I'm going to make this personal. It's going to be spiritual. Like, I don't know, for those who believe in God. It's going to be romantic for those who have a soulmate, like I do. And um, I want everyone to feel like their life matters. I didn't want to single out any one group of people. I just wanted the, the human race to feel like human life matters, for goodness sakes, if we could all be recognized as being human beings and treated as such with the same amount of dignity and respect that another person would want, you know, I felt like put that message out there and I'm doing something good. So it turns out uh, after I finished writing it, got back with the, the you know, the person, the producer, director, and, you know, 
I was like, I tell you what, I don't like this deal. I'm going to hold on to this baby for myself and use it for something better. Hence, yeah. I got it. Um, and, yeah, I just wanted to start off with something kind of soulfulish Because I felt like I'm, I'm not a soulful type person, but I can do soulful singing. So let me just take my stab at Olivia Newton-John and Diana Ross and see... Where am I? Where do I fit in somewhere in the middle? And when I got, you know, to the, the vocal booth, that's what came came out of me. And I was like, see, there's something there with that. But there's, but it, that's not the only thing. I do bossa nova. I do rock, um, country, um, just some of any genre. We'll be playing some totally music love. on some of our podcasts. Totally know. love music. We'll be doing some yeah. of that. Love Latin sounds, you know, hence bailar, to dance. It's for people who love to get on that dance floor and do, like, salsa, samba, merengue, cumbia, whatever, you know, uh, Latin-style dance you feel or you like. And if you don't know how to do those dance styles... But let's say you just know how to sway to the beat, or maybe not quite on the beat. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be on a dance floor. It means get out there and move and enjoy yourself and have fun because that's what it's all about. It's not about being a polished dancer. It's not about, you know, can you dance on the level of a Fred Astaire or um, Mr. Like Chester, me. Mr. <laughs> Chester, who oh, we met. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Thank one you for the, introducing us to him, Tim. One of the greatest choreographers on earth. It's not about can you be Debbie Chester. Allen or Beyonce or anyone who's known for uh, really destroying a stage with presence and moves. It's about just, man, get out there, be free. Once again, freedom is wonderful. Yeah, so laugh, for goodness sakes. When others are maybe crying like I was earlier, um, didn't know if I was going to be on time for our own show. I, I apologize. Um, but I'd gotten some news about a loved one, thought that he wasn't going to make it. I just had death in the family, for goodness sakes. A lot of that going around since COVID, right? But it's good to laugh. Who is that? Don't know who that is, but he's got a great smile. <laughs> and that's what it's about. It's about the freedom to just laugh. That's and, the guy. Um, you know, have fun. But enjoy life because it's really like short and unpredictable more so than we ever thought before. That's right. And um, if you are blessed to find what you love and you're able to do it and monetize, forget you can make money off of it. And, hey, freedom is truly wonderful to you. But even if you wouldn't get paid, the thing is, would you still do what you love if there was only one person listening? It, or how about there's nobody else around? Would you still dance? Would you still sing? Would you still play piano or guitar like we do? You know, would you paint? Would you sketch? Would you draw? Would you do martial arts? Or would you just do some type of expression, some form of expression, for goodness sakes, that no one else is doing. But would you still do it, even if you would never get paid for it? That's the thing. Doing what you love to do. Having a serious conviction about it. Like, are you, is it coming from here? Is it what, what's coming from inside of you? 
and, and bringing that thing to life. And if the answer is yes to that question, to those questions, yes, you would still do it, then hey, freedom is wonderful for you. And I hope that this can become viral so that others can understand what I mean by that. Because it's, again, it's not so much about the freedom just because we're in the United States of America to go outside and do something that would disturb the peace, do something that would maybe warrant your arrest, do something that would maybe um, end a life, okay? Who is it's the, not about who doing that. It's about go outside and have fun. So one of so the Chester Whitmore is the um, yeah, Chester. Chester Whitmore. choreographer. Yes, I introduced Chester to Marie and Gio on the set of It Wants Blood Part yeah. Two. And he goes by Chester A. Amazing. Whitmore. So Chester has choreographed music videos for Tina Marie, Rick James, The Gap Band, Michael Jackson, Prince, Weird Al Yankovic, MC Hammer, lots of people. And he has the largest swing dance camp in the world in Europe. Amazing. And actually, he was the main choreographer for Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal video. And he was an assistant choreographer for... The movies La La Land, um, Breaking One and Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, and he hey, did hey, assist up, photography Tesla. on Thriller. Yeah, man. Yeah, that guy. Right. There he is. He got moves from like A to Z. He's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that guy rocks. He's like the history mm -hmm. of dance, jazz dance in particular. He's phenomenal. That's one of your other. Um, things that you really love stance. Yeah, for sure. You guys Yeah, and Jester was actually raised by the Nicholas brothers from the original Cotton Club in Harlem, New York, as in his son. So they adopted Chester and they taught him how to dance. So give us the origin of you guys as performers. Like was there any in your family that were actually in the industry? Prior to you, or was there anyone that inspired uh, you to do what you Well, me, I, um, nobody really in my family. Um, uh, me, I just took, you know what? It actually started off as, as a bet, right? Um, so somebody bet me when I was younger. Uh, I had this little keyboard. Somebody bet me, um, well, I could play this song that we would hear on the radio all of the time. So I learned how to play the song, and um, mm -hmm. that's actually where it started for me. <laughs> it just blossomed from there. When I learned how to play it, I'm like, wait a minute, okay, uh, I can actually do that. So, you know, and then ironically enough, I met my wife at the studio, and she was getting on me about it. I'm playing keys. She's like, are oh, you playing that wrong? You're playing that wrong. No, play that like this. Play that. No, I'm playing. I'm, I'm really just joking. She, she, it, it, we had a blast. It was, it was cool. But that, that was really awesome. We met in the studio doing what we love to do. So that was pretty cool. But that's where it started for me. I'll let Marie tell you where it started for her. The music. Okay. So I grew up in a house with uh instruments oh, but, oh my god pianos um organs um clarinets uh, uncle who played guitar 
And with family history, um, from my dad's side, they owned nightclubs. And um, my dad and his brothers were the house band in that uh, one of those clubs that was owned by my grandfather. And um, they had a lot of performers come through there. Um, there were stories uh, that Elvis Presley came through as friends of the family and which I thought was like ridiculously cool. Um, people like Ike and Tina, friends of people in the family and Eddie James and so on and so forth. Just different uh, entertainers. Clifton Chenier, um, he was a Grammy, Grammy award-winning um, accordionist. I figured I would say that just because people know Ike and Tina. They know Elvis. They knew um, Etta James, but Clifton Chenier, or it looks like Clifton Chenier, not a very uh, big name, but he did get a Grammy for what he did. And so growing up around that kind of music and growing up around, um, yeah, I have a mixed family. So my dad loved Ray Charles's music, but he also loved Willie Nelson's music. Um, I had a sister who was in, in symphonic band, jazz band, and she was, oh my God, got top honors. Uh, I would love to say the name of that particular award right now, but it's embarrassing that I don't remember, but I admired her, loved listening to symphonic music, jazz, uh, it was like cool jazz specifically, but then I remember they did, um, Latin jazz, like uh, from Spain and sounds of Spain. And um, I heard a lot of rock growing up, thanks to my brother, big Van Halen fan, and uh, just everything to do with uh, uh, Guns and Roses, you name it, staying in the police. This is vintage stuff, but here's the thing. I was born like... I'm the miracle baby. Nobody was expecting me to come around. So when I came on the scene, I got introduced to all of their music. And for me, it was brand new. But I'm singing the stuff at school around friends and stuff when, you know, I did end up going to public school because I was homeschooled for a while. Um, but anyway, uh, when I did go to public school, they were like, where'd you get that song from? Or what is that? And I'm listening. I'm singing it like it's new, but it was old. So I've always kind of been an old soul and loved, like, stuff that's beyond like way before my time but it feels like it's brand new to me like for instance when i met tim tim compared me with uh the amazing irene Kara, and i'm like wow i wish i could only be so fortunate and so blessed to have a career um like that but obviously he saw similarities with the ability to sing and dance latin influence things of that nature and play and play at the same time, obviously. And uh, so for me, it was, uh, oh, and then I had an older sister who thought she was my mother. Everybody thought she was my mom. <laughs> um, but I could see that. I totally That's see why. That's <laughs> not, not Well, so she listened to everybody, Captain and Sunil. She listened to Elton John and Billy Joel and Olivia Newton-John, and she listened to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Lakeside. And, um, you know, she listened to rock music as well. So 
I was kind of all over the place with my music loves, my, my interests, and I just started writing my own songs, man. I don't know how young I was. I just was too young. Wasn't in school, being homeschooled, writing my own songs and, and my own stories, and just... I just thought that I should be on TV because everybody on Ses the kids on Sesame Street, they were. So I was like, well, I need to get to Sesame Street as quickly as possible. Look, baby, Sesame Street. You know, and I just thought I'm supposed to, yeah, I'm supposed to be that dancer and that singer and that, that, that artist. Cause it just, I grew up around it. And um, then we do have a, uh, some relatives who are in the industry and out of respect for their privacy, I won't name names because I don't have their permission to name names because they're alive and, and they are in the industry doing very well. So. There you go. Mm -hmm. Poof, we'll be right back. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence, Collision Specialist, 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420, Auto Excellence. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. In the mood for a freshly roasted cup of coffee? www.offtherailscoffeeroasters.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode one of Freedom is Wonderful. So talking about transitional music that people can relate to, all nationalities, all religions, all backgrounds, that's the music that you do. That's the reason I compared you as your manager to Irene Cara, because if you think about her song, songs that she talked about, she spoke about, she sung about, one of those favorite songs of mine is Chasing Dreams, like I think that's the name of it. I've been chasing dreams for so long. There's two steps behind her. They're gone. It's like you can relate to that music. It's, it's, it's like it's relatable to everybody in the world. Oh, I'm sorry, but we yeah. seem to have lost Tim. But you got I an idea what he's talking about. Can you guys mention yeah. what's happening? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he was talking about the greatness of Irene Cara and how he saw some similarities because of her appeal to um, a broad audience. Um, you know, he mentioned a song that was his favorite, but there's a particular song out here on my own that I adore on my own, I believe is the name of it. Um, and I found out that it was from a motion picture called Fame from, I think, back in the 80s or something like that. And that there was a show years and years back called Fame that was popular for a while. And uh, she was featured in the movie uh, performing that song of hers. But that wasn't the only song of hers. So there was uh, Fame. There was... Um, the other movie, even, from Flashdance, What a Feeling. 
So she had those songs that everybody apparently was singing because everyone felt included in the fun, including included, you know, in the party. And certainly we can all relate to times of when you're growing up and you feel like, hey, now you're on your own and you got to do it yourself. You got to make a name for yourself or you got to make a path for yourself, even though you might, you know, have a father who's a musician like, you know, she did and she performed with her father. I got a father who's a musician. And so um, I actually knew what it was like to be in New York going to school out there on my own and not calling home every week saying, hey, dad, bail me out. But no, actually toughing it and saying, hey, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to go to school and I'm going to see what I can do with my, my gifts and my talents. And so that one song of hers touches my heart. And man, that's why he, he compared me with her because when I write, I'm always thinking from a perspective of not just my own experiences, but I want to encourage people to, hey, to go for it. And if fame is something you want to go for, then do it. But you got to believe in yourself. You know, a lot of those lyrics, I can definitely relate to her lyrics in those songs. And they make you feel good. They make you want to dance. They make you believe in yourself. And so if I can put something out there in the atmosphere and the airwaves and people can hear it and feel good about themselves, and I feel like I'm fulfilling my destiny and my purpose, and I want it to be contagious. I want somebody else to say, you know what, because she's doing it, I can do it too. Or you know what, I might have been angry because of COVID and all the loved ones that I lost and the war in the Ukraine and all these rumors of war and, 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 and social injustice and all this, but I can forget about it for five minutes and go and write a song rather than go outside and and express anger in, an, in a violent way, in a way that could be troublesome or harmful for other people. I can turn that into something creative and and put a smile on my face and on the faces of others. I can use my real life experiences and my emotions and I can I can take those and translate them into song lyrics, into something on a canvas, you know, on some turning some sheet music for goodness sakes. Hey. There's there's more than one way to say how you feel. Just listen to some heavy metal when you're angry. Okay, hello? But it's it becomes music rather than an act of violence. And now we can all bob our heads to it and, you know, go crazy over it. You know, yeah, you can do something like that or go learn how to box. If you don't go, <laughs> go, go get a, a trainer, go to the box, gym, yeah. burn off some steam in a positive way, put something good in the atmosphere. Hey, it's good try your be, best. It's good to um, be, it's, it's, it's really good to be able to do um produce something with well we're talking about music now so to be able yeah. to produce music that crosses different cultural boundaries for sure you know so that that's you've for done sure. something special when you can uh, do that so sweet. and that's you that's what I mean? the aim is just to reach a larger group of people and make people feel good people need to feel really good right now you know the tone in the world was it's just so like off key for goodness sakes with this whole 
virus thing and, and masks and vaccines and, and every time you look, there's Mr. Verdeen from Earth, Wind, and Fire bass player. Woohoo! Rock on! <laughs> yeah, I would not have known who he was if it wasn't for my oldest sister, who's more like my mother. Yeah, right, that's my mom, you know? Um, but anyway, she had those songs and met my love here who listens to those songs and I absolutely adore those songs. Got real instruments, real brass section on there. You got oh, that yeah. crazy bass man right oh, there, yeah. Verdine. These guys are just, real just kill, just ugh, that guy's total rock star. Then whoever their rhythm guitarists were were insane. And he's still doing it too. I know. And Philip Bailey just like that awesome falsetto, so strong and powerful yeah, as ever. Right. And that's that's like real music. That's like not coming to, this is like not some patch in Logic where you can just pull something up. No, those guys went in a studio and they played instruments. And hey, when it was time to record them, it, it was what it was. And I'm, I'm saying that because I'm so psyched to say this as if it's new or something, but I stumbled <laughs> upon a, I stumbled upon a Harvey Keitel film. It is vintage and it's called, that's the way of the world. This is true. And it, yeah. So while Harvey Keitel is the star, it featured earth, wind and fire. This is true. And it's a seventies film, but, and once again, yeah, I love digging this seventies stuff. You know, that's it was actually a good movie. That sound is like no other sound in music history. 70s was like everything from like the funk, the R&B, the soul, and then you had the rock, and but then you had disco. 70s had some of everything, for goodness sakes, in one like genre, in one decade. They had some of the hottest music ever, and Billy Joel was on fire. You know, Elton John, fire. Everybody was on fire. You know, but anyway, that movie was awesome, and it shows them on their journey. I, I don't believe it's based on a true story. Let me say that right now, okay? I do not believe that that's based on a true story because it didn't say so. If it is, wow. If it isn't, wow. It was entertaining, and that's the point. That's the way of the world. Yeah, so we saw that through a Prime, Amazon Prime subscription, and I think it was, yeah, there they are. It, it's some a uh, channel called Screen Picks, or an app or something called Screen Picks through Amazon Prime, where you can see that's the way of the world. Very good movie. Oh, I totally loved it. So, anyway, I'm off. just yapping and yapping and yapping, but my family's <laughs> super mixed. We got some of everything. It's like we're the United Nations. We're so super mixed. And no, so, you're talking about one person's, you know, making sushi, another person's got fried rice and wontons, and you know what I'm saying? Another person's fajitas. Fajitas. You know, another, you know, I'm just saying. And I love it because for me, that's freedom, and that's wonderful. But I see the whole world as my family, for goodness sakes. I don't just see it as, like, somebody who I was born. You know, it's not always biology. Sometimes you can be so much closer to a friend that you end up having for life. There you go. Sometimes it's just a, something that you can't even explain. And that's why I love music, because music is so relatable. I mean, music is a universal language. So maybe we don't all speak the same language and all that. So what? 
But when we hear a song, we tend to know good music when we hear it, don't we? Yeah, that's the way to Especially speak. if it, and that that's is the language. Way, the Especially when there are no lyrics, but it's just instrumental. Then now we're definitely feeling the same thing at the same time. That's right. Yeah, gotta love it. So that's why I also do screenwriting because when you can have the opportunity to sit and write and create, whether it's based on a novel, best-selling book, or something that's coming from within your own beautiful creative mind, then you can put it on paper and then hopefully you'll have the wherewithal to bring it to fruition and see it on the silver screen or say on some uh, digital platform uh, or streaming, streaming platform. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a great answer. Thank you. Yes, indeed. And we will be, um, you know, blessing you guys out there with um, some music here and there. New stuff, yeah. You know, um, and maybe even play some stuff live. Oh, yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> Acoustics, key, keyboards, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Gio, plug in our electric. Gio, yes, what is your favorite instrument? Guitar. Bassoon. He's not telling <laughs> the truth. No, I'm not messing with you, man. Nothing <laughs> wrong with a bassoon. <laughs> no, guitar. Guitar would be my favorite. Because because of the um, the freedom of expression that you have on it, you know? You have some instruments that kind of um, lock you in as, uh, expression-wise as far as where you can go. But guitar is kind of like um, an open-ended book. And what do you prefer, a folk, a 12-string, just a regular electric guitar, or something special? It depends on what the job requires, right? So, um, if I'm playing something like a, um, like some Brazilian jazz type stuff, that stuff just sounds good on a nylon guitar classical. Um, you don't really need more than six strings for that, uh, folk style. Yeah, you may, you know, you may need a 12 string because, you know, you can hear those octaves ring out. right. Rock, you know, you need, you know, you need, you need the pedals, you need the, um, the circuits, you need the signals going through the pedals and, 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 um, boosting and gaining and overdrive and all of that. It depends on what the, um, what the music calls for. But I like it all. I love it. You know, yeah, but guitar would be my favorite. So... Yeah. So, what would be your fave, though? Like when you're just at home. What do you mean, this? Of the guitars, which which one's your fave? Probably, um, you know, really and truly, to be honest. Tell me the truth. The um, the jazz box, the hollow box. Oh yeah. You know, because it's like yeah, it gives you um. It gives you, it lets you actually hear what the wood sounds like. You know, it's crazy. That's true. It's yeah. different. Yeah, it's crazy. With you those know. nickel strings. 
Yeah, they are flat wines on those, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. But bass, too, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Love bass. Yeah. You know, I think you just had his picture up, Berdine. I think he, I can almost quote him. I don't know if this is exactly right, but he said, you don't really know funk until you play the bass. <laughs> Something like that. Excuse me, you know, Bernie, if you hear this, if I said it wrong, but he'll know what I'm talking about. You know, bass is where, you know, you know, and just not just funk, like funk music. Funk is a is a culture. It's a you know, you you feel it. You know? People um uh genre eyes everything. You know, that's uh let me see. That's almost it. That looks like a half. Similar. It's like a half yeah, hollow, so, but uh, I can't boxes. tell. It might be. That might be a full hollow, but the full uh, hollow boxes, those. Exactly. Yeah, they, they sound good. Lots of know. expression. Yeah, they sound really and, good. And, yeah, he's right. You can hear the wood. The wood is articulated very well. Yeah, they sound really awesome. We're going to introduce y'all to some of our um, children. We call them guitars <laughs> our children. Our babies. As we go through episodes, you know, wanted to make sure we have... Everything locked in, um, techie-wise, you know, so. Well, this is about the end of this episode. So is there anything you want to let people know before we go? Well, sure. You might not like. The price of gas. You might not like. Price of food. You might not like the war in Ukraine. Okay, but don't take for granted what you have at the moment. That's right. The moment is precious. Make the most of it. And remember, freedom is wonderful. Freedom is definitely wonderful. 